Welcome back to the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. I'm Mark, and I have Christy McClendon here with us once again. Hi, mentors. So excited to be back with you again this month. I want to say thank you to all of the mentors who took the time to listen to episode one and shared your feedback. Uh, that was very helpful. Uh, it let us know that um, the conversation that we have uh, really helps in thinking through and processing more about our program and keep that feedback coming because that's how we're going to learn and grow and continue to evolve. So today we wanted to talk about the idea of distinctions. Distinctions have been something that we've been um, teaching uh, mentors and youth for 30 years, and we really haven't always done the best in the past of defining what distinctions are and why are they so powerful and how do they help us in the mentoring journey. And uh, so we're going to do that today. We're going to talk about the concept of distinction and uh, how we can help support our youth in... um, in their learning and growth and development as they move forward. So Christy, I'd love to hear from you around uh, what is a distinction? Um, Well, I think one of the things that's important part of this conversation that you and I have been talking about, Mark, for a while that we need to introduce into our curriculum is the access to the concept of witness. And witness will allow us to talk about distinction differently. So let me introduce the concept of witness, and then I'll love to talk what I about what a distinction is. So in our curriculum, we have access to this idea of hero and rival. And they allow us to look at where are our winning thoughts, where are our uh, losing thoughts, what takes us closer to our goal, being the hero and the winning thoughts, what moves us further from our goal, being the rival and the losing thoughts. But in order to understand a distinction, we actually need access to a third party in that process, which is the witness or the observer, the the one that is able to be in the situation and step outside to witness it or observe it in a different way, to observe the self in a different way. And when we can do that, we are better able to become... um, what, what we call in our work self-correcting. We can actually start to question our premises, our intentions, um, and we can start to tune into our own inner guidance. But we need to be able to uh, observe in a different way. Once we have access to observing in a different way, we have access to distinction. Does that make sense, Mark? What yeah. are you taking from that? Yeah, so there really has to be the opportunity to understand what we're telling ourselves what's going on in our in our minds and our brains and you know i know that we as humans get caught in patterns at times and we just do things repeated repeatedly habitually and so unless we take this a step back and tap into our observer to really recognize what are the patterns that we're in what do we keep telling ourselves or not telling ourselves um that's really important. The learning and growth can't come unless we are actually observing what's going on in our heads. That's right. So observer or witness gives us the ability, um, maybe not necessarily to step back, but to step outside of ourselves and to witness or see the pattern. And what a distinction does, and why that's kind of a necessary groundwork to, th- groundwork to think about a distinction, is a distinction then is a way of starting to see it differently. So observer lets us to observe different. 
and distinction then offers a way of seeing it that we might not have access to before or that we um, may not have seen before. So it becomes a way of seeing something anew. So a poem might actually be a distinction because it gives us a metaphoric way of looking at something or uh, an actual metaphor or an analogy could be a distinction or a new concept could be a distinction that we didn't have access to um, before the conversation or the ability to observe. Uh, a song could be a distinction um, and it, what it does then is allows us to get at really understanding um, those patterns or seeing those patterns, seeing them anew and understanding, do they actually take us closer to the, the hero or do they take us closer to the rival so we can interrupt the pattern and get on the path that's more attuned to who we are uh, at our core essence and what we're up to. Yeah, and I, I think too, I think about you know, as as mentors, we are all about helping our youth to see things in new ways. And so we recognize that the mind, their mindsets, their assumptions, the way they're approaching their situations, what they think about themselves, think about others, that those definitely can get in the way. And I think mentors definitely know that. We know that as mentors. Um, and as part of coaching, we are trying to help our youth to see new things. And um, it's something that's really hit me is that, you know, I could have a really powerful conversation with my youth and they could, um, and I could be trying to provide new awareness, new distinctions that I really want them to walk away uh, processing, thinking about, and they may actually not walk away with any of those key pieces that I'm trying to convey. Uh, They may walk away with something different, which... Uh, as a mentor, it can be frustrating to think about, oh, they aren't seeing it the way I'm seeing it. They're not seeing you know, the patterns that are getting in the way. And yet at the same time, they could still be walking away with something very powerful, their own distinction of, um, from that. And, and I think as mentors, one thing that I've been really trying is asking myself, what is the distinction that they're walking away with? What is the sense that they're walking away with of the conversation? What's the learning? Um, What are they seeing? What are they noticing? What are they going to continue to reflect on? I think that's exactly it, Mark. A distinction in that opening a new way of seeing um, the self and seeing others also then opens possibility. And it may not always be the possibility that we um, were wanting or expecting in our exchange with them but it's it's that they created an opening that we can now walk with them through so as you're talking about that um, kind of what was coming up for me or thinking about is that ultimately uh, the type of mentoring that we do here at new pathways is about looking for the long-term excellence in our youth and how do we bring about their long-term excellence their ability to bring out their best qualities to draw on their um, intentions Uh, to tap into and remember the goodness that's within and to release um, the stories that they've been telling themselves about their worthlessness, their uh, loss of value in the world uh, and in their relationships. And that when they have access to that, they can actually begin to observe their actions and and interrupt them to get in tune with and to start uh, opening more and more to learning. But we as the mentor then have to be open to what are they learning in the the spoonfuls that they learn it. Sometimes I think we want to 
mentor in a way and use distinctions as a way just to back up the dump truck and dump it all on them at (laughs) once and um, that they walk away with all these distinctions and they're applying them all. We here at New Pathways through the retreat process interrupt or introduce a series of distinctions that our mentors and youth have as a common shared experience to start pulling from and seeing things differently or introducing or using those distinctions, particularly in conversation. But what we have to remember as mentors is after the retreat, we give it in spoonfuls uh, because that's as fast as we can eat it or take it in, if you Mm -hmm. will. So let's talk about some of the distinctions that we introduce. Uh, I don't think it's... um, necessary for us to maybe dump them all again on our mentors in this podcast, but we could talk about a couple of them and how maybe you and I have used them in our relationships of mentoring with our young people, Um, and then we can talk more broadly about what distinctions are outside of those that we introduce in our curriculum. Yeah, Is there one in particular that you've used a lot with Oscar that he's really caught on to? So Thoughts Give Rise to Action is definitely the biggest one. Um, So just helping to make sure that we understand that when we engage in actions and certain behaviors, there's always preceding thought that takes place first. And, um, you know, a lot of us maybe before coming to New Pathways have heard of this as self-talk. And so there's definitely a very strong correlation there. Um, so the losing thoughts, winning thoughts is big. And, um, you know, so when Oscar is struggling with something, he's not moving closer to a goal, he feels stuck, then... I'm definitely asking him, what are your thoughts? What are you telling yourself about this? Um, What are your thoughts about the situation? What are your thoughts about yourself? What are your thoughts about others? And are those thoughts that are driving actions going to get you closer? Are those thoughts that are moving you away? Are they just random thoughts? Uh, But tapping into those is really important to first understand what are you telling yourself to make the connection to how are you showing up and what are you doing? And then recognizing that there needs to be a mindset shift, which when you think about it, it really is what's the new distinction that Mm. needs to be uncovered to shift the mindset from those losing thoughts to now um, a new way of being, a new way of, right, a new way of telling ourselves something or seeing something different about ourselves. And it sounds like what's possible for Oscar in that is that when you introduce the concept of or the distinction of losing thoughts, that he's able to step outside and observe his losing thoughts differently and see how they're getting in his way. So it's a dialogue of possibility for him to see how that behavior or that pattern of being that he has of being in the losing thought actually inhibits him from getting closer to his goal. And the conversation around the distinction is what introduces a new way of looking at that pattern for him. Absolutely. And it's amazing how quick we can get into that conversation, how deep we can go, because we have that common language and understanding around the distinction of thoughts give rise to action. That's right. A distinction when introduced and caught by the other person allows that quicker conversation to self-observe and then to start also self-correcting or looking for possibilities of a different action. One of the ones um, that's really been powerful for me in my relationship with Michelle, my mentee, has been fact versus interpretation, Um, especially through her high school years of this teacher doesn't like me or um, the teacher didn't explain this well. And if we go through, well, what happened? What were the facts? And decipher out what the interpretation is. Um, It's able to, I find that she's more quickly able to get. 
clear on what her part in things are so she can start to shift her behavior. And uh, it's been beautiful now that she's in her first year of college. We were having a conversation about one of her professors the other day. And after years of fact versus interpretation of talking about that in her high school uh, career, was more quickly able to recognize that her pattern in college is going to have to be she talks to her professors. Mm-hmm. And so that, that distinction gives us access to that and where she's now been able to observe herself over two to three years in that pattern of uh, not talking to her, what she perceives to be authority figures. That's also given us the uh, ability, I think, to use the distinction distinction of don't know, don't know. So once we get really clear on, um, I could change this pattern of behavior, um, I really don't know what I don't know could be possible after that and has given her more access to notice where her dreams stop short of the immediate activity instead of dreaming big and what all could lead her there. So using the new pathways distinction of thoughts give rise to action and using the new pathways distinction of don't know, don't know, uh, in my mentoring relationship, it's given her more access to observe where her behavior stops short of getting her closer to her goal and then where her dreaming big and big enough gets her doesn't get her close enough to her goal. And it allows us to get into that conversation and uh, actually do some really deep work there. Yeah. And obviously through those coaching conversations, um, again, we can use those foundational distinctions to start the conversation, uh, help youth to see new distinctions. Uh, and what I love that you just shared in your example with Michelle is um, – you know, so those distinctions can be uncovered in the relationship in those coaching conversations and through the exploring of how we look at things, how we're processing things, uh, we start to really help our youth to see the power of really stepping into the observer role. Uh, and even for Michelle, it sounds like she's gotten to the point where she's self-generating and she's able yes. to do that on her own. And so it's even outside of the mentoring relationship or outside of the actual one-to-one conversation that she's able to start make some of those she's seeing those distinctions in in her own in her own world without maybe having to step into a coaching conversation with you that's right and I think that's um obviously I have a bias here but I think that's one of the beautiful (laughs) things about the new pathways program is we introduce nine or ten core distinctions in our in our curriculum to our youth and mentors through the one-day preteen intensive retreat Um, And also through our three-day teen intensive retreat where mentors and youth have this common language immediately. So let's talk a little bit about how we could um, very briefly talk about how we could help mentors see how to use that. So I'll share like with Michelle because we have this access to this common distinction. I'm really able to say like how might how might fact what are the facts and interpretation that's going on there and she can take that distinction really quickly and start processing observing witnessing through it uh, for herself and for others Um, I can also say you know I'm curious about what we don't know we don't know about this let's have a conversation that uncovers all our don't knows about this topic or about what could be possible for the future in this so those are just a couple of like very quick ways that you can bring the distinction into the conversation happening with the youth. And what I love about that is it doesn't then require me to be the expert in her life, which turns her off and pushes her away. And it doesn't require me to lecture her because I can be in a conversation where she starts to self-reflect 
and self-generate um, as a result of the self-reflection, which is really what we're doing then when we talk about building our youth for long-term excellence, um, which I, is what I love about the power of a distinction. So are there other ways that you've used them in conversation with Oscar that would be a really uh, example for our mentors about how to do or how to introduce a distinction in conversation? So another one that I use with Oscar is really around declaration and, um, and, and I, a similar uh, process in that, um, you know, I'm asking him the questions and helping him to think through. So remind me, Oscar, who are you? And he tells me those three adjectives of being, you know, energetic, powerful, and accomplished. And then I get to ask him, and how are you showing up? Are you showing up as your three adjectives right now? And he kind of gets to reflect and think about it. And there's definitely times where he says, no, got it. And how would a powerful uh, person show up in the situation right now? How would a powerful person show up in this conversation with mom or at school? Uh, And then kind of help him think through what are the behaviors and the actions one would take? And then getting him to commit, okay, well, you are powerful. I know you to be that. And... So which of those steps are you going to take to move forward to show up as the person you are and to help you get closer to your goal? And Mark, before we um, wrap up this conversation of what is a distinction, why is it important, and how do we use it, um, I think there's, there's this final concept that I'd love to introduce, which is distinctions are happening at all times. We offer our mentors and youth access to, as I said, nine or ten of these right away, But what I also do with Michelle at the end of these conversations is I'll ask her, what are you taking away from this conversation? She may not say fact versus interpretation, but she's taking her insight, which is the distinction she took or created as a result of that conversation. And so um, that's a powerful way of thinking that we introduce nine or ten of these, but our mentors may have distinctions that they use already in their own life that they can share with their youth. For example, this isn't part of our curriculum, but a distinction that has been very helpful for me in my own self-development journey has been the idea of attachment and non-attachment, of noticing when I'm really attached to something and grasping at it and just driven for it in a way that's unhealthy and unproductive. I'm overly attached to an outcome and have um, unrealistic expectations or that I am in something that um, starts to scare me and I detach from it, I pull back from it, and I'm not invested in it, and that there's a middle ground called um, non-attachment, which is I'm present in the moment and open to the possibility unfolding. So I've shared with Michelle this distinction of non-attachment as a way of being more present and not pushing so hard for... um, wanting to eat my favorite hamburger today and I don't actually make it there and then my world crumbles, that would be an example of over-attachment or that I detach and um, am not engaged in deciding where we're going to out to eat and just pull back it from it and, and have no peace. But if I'm present in the conversation about what sounds good to eat, this is probably an uh, overly <laughs> fluffy example, and, but just to give the idea of it is that I'm really more present in life when I can be in non-attachment. 
And so I've shared that distinction with Michelle, and it's something that we reference and talk about a lot. So the point is that I'd love our mentors to know is that you have access to 910 of our core distinctions we introduce to you right away, but start exploring what other distinctions might come out of your conversations and what your youth might take away and build on those. Um, Use them to refer back to and help them become more self-generating in them. Yeah. And what a power, what, you know, some powerful questions that we could really just include at the end of every conversation to just get a sense for that, right? So what are you taking away? Um, what are you going to think about as a result of this conversation? But some powerful questions that really help us to uncover what are those distinctions? Um, yeah. And then also then it, it kind of, I think, gives us an opportunity to think about what can we talk about next? What's in the future? So now that I'm walking away with this, okay, there's probably going to need to be a follow-up conversation. Um, what's been the new awareness since our last conversation around this? That's what you took away. And so what do you think about today now around that that thought uh, yeah. or that distinction? Yeah, what have you observed about yourself and what have you observed about others in this way of seeing the world in you since we last met? That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So mentors, just a reminder, this is always, always a journey, not an arrival destination. It's about being in continuous conversation that unfolds our youth more and more to be their best selves. So as we wrap up episode two around distinctions, we would love to invite you to consider what are you taking away from today's podcast And we invite you to have that conversation with your program coordinator in the coming month and share what distinction you're taking away in the conversation that Mark and I have had today. Absolutely. All right. Well, Christy, thank you so much for taking the time and diving into this a little bit deeper. And, um, and, and I love to see that, you know, our curriculum, we're always evolving as well too. And so as we keep learning, we keep identifying new distinctions that really are powerful and really can help support the mentoring journey. Uh, And so, yeah, it's great that we're continuing to evolve and learn as well um, through our own, through tapping into our own observer. And it's only episode two, Mark, but I'm loving having these conversations and pulling back the curtain more and more on the work that we do, uh, what what is the work, why it's important, and how it works, and uh, hopefully giving our mentors more and more access to its application in the mentoring relationship to be up to really powerful things with our kiddos. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.